Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Take something iconic like the all-electric 2024 Fiat 500e. Add something electrica. Bring the swagger. And an Italian icon is remixed and ready to drop with its available premium JBL audio system. Tap the banner to learn more. Fiat is a registered trademark of FCA Group Marketing SPA. Used under license by FCA US LLC. Hello, it's Lee Salisbury here. Welcome to a brand new episode of the behind-the-scenes television podcast, Soap from the Box, where I speak to the biggest stars of Coronation Street, Hollyoaks, Emmerdale, EastEnders, Home and Away Neighbours, plus some television specials and some music specials in spin-off show Pop from the Box. I spoke to my next guest a couple of days ago. Yesterday, it was announced in the news she is returning to Coronation Street as Bethany Platt. I could hear from her voice that she was going to go back. We didn't get to talk about it, but we talk about so much more. Enjoy. My guest today shot to superstardom playing Bethany Platt on Coronation Street for five years from 2015 to 2020. So amazing was she, she won two British Soap Awards, an Inside Soap Awards and a National Television Award. It's no wonder that the dream started at just two years old when she studied singing, dancing and drama. In January, she became a mum to her own little one, so life has changed dramatically. It's a pleasure to welcome Lucy Fallon. Hi, Lucy. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. What an introduction. I feel quite embarrassed. Well, I mean, it's all you. And two, I mean, first of all, quickly, two years old. I mean, that's an early, that's an early age to start. That was at the Barbara Jackson Theatre Arts Centre, I think I'm right. Yes, that is, that is right. Um, yeah, I... I kind of I kind of went there because my sisters went there and um, they're like 10 13 years older than me so um yeah I I went there from from being about 2 but um until until actually about 18 um so yeah I spent I spent a lot of my childhood um at Barbara Jackson's and some of my best memories were there as well um being being at dancing And obviously lots of people do singing dancing and drama I mean was it drama did you were you kind of steered in one direction or did you because I know since you've done the singing were you steered in one direction was there one you liked better um no so kind of it was mainly dancing that I did for a very long time um and we used to do these big shows called Twinkle Toes every year at the Winter Gardens um and then I think from about nine um a the the Barbara Jackson's got this sort of um, drama teacher to come and she was doing private drama lessons. So I started going to her and um, started doing like festivals and Lambda exams and stuff like that. But it was never acting that I fully wanted to do. If anything, I wanted to do more musical theatre. Um, and that's, you know, like even still when I go and watch a musical, I'm like, oh, I just would like, I absolutely would love to be in a musical. Um, so yeah, no, it was, I never ever set out or had it in my head 
said that I was going to just do like solely acting or or just become. I never had it in my head that I was going to do TV. That was never something that I like envisaged. I don't think anyone does actually. I think even me when yeah. I started directing in TV because it's something that you flip thinks totally unachievable, isn't it? In oh, a way, absolutely. When you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, even the way that it happened, obviously, like I did the auditions and stuff and I never for one second thought like, right, I'm def- I'm going to get this part. Like it was never. Um, and I, I think as well, like growing up, I, I, I think I outwardly I was quite confident, but I was so like nervous and very like self-critical as I was growing up. And I still can be like that now. But um, yeah, so I don't think it's ever been something that I had thought was achievable for me and now not being in Korean obviously auditioning and stuff I still have that kind of doubt now like oh I don't think like I can do this kind of thing so yeah, yeah well, well that's literally that is just literally the acting world isn't it? I yeah, think, yeah, oh, every act has that for life yeah but before we talk all things Corrie we are in August it is summertime yeah so we're going to speak all things holidays nice um, now host seasons have done this host seasons have done this amazing research and found out that half of us have returned to a UK holiday destination which we visited as a child mm-hmm. I've literally done this all the time with every with every destination into and 43% of us want to create our own memories for new generations obviously you've got a new generation yes, in your family yeah but I mean UK holidays are just they're, they're like I don't know they're much more nostalgic I think than going away aren't they yeah I think I think as well like the research shows most of us feel so nostalgic about going on a UK holiday because at one point in our life we've been on a UK holiday we've been to the caravan parks we've been to you know like the campsites and all things like that and and I think we we feel so nostalgic about the certain aspects of doing things like that like going to get the fish and chips going to the amusement arcades like going on donkey rides and stuff I'm from Blackpool as well obviously and um, so I have those kind of memories and I think as I've got... Did you use the holiday in Blackpool? Because if you're from Blackpool... Yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't like holiday there, but we just obviously, we used to we'll go, go there. we to the beach. And, yeah. yeah. We'd go there a lot. And I think as well, like, because my mum and dad didn't have a lot of money or anything when, when we were growing up. So we we used to just go to Blackpool quite a lot. It was on our doorstep. We'd go to the beach, like, in the rain and everything. So we'd go yeah, there all the time. Art, typical UK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we just, um, so because obviously it was it was free for us to do that and it was down the road. But um, yeah, I remember we used to go um, to a caravan in Kirby Lonsdale, which is in Cumbria. And we used to go there like, with my grandparents um, quite a lot, pretty much most years until um, my grandparents sadly died and we kind of stopped going there. But um, I have like such fond memories of, of being there and they're the sort of memories that I you know, like I think about the most. I don't really remember. I know we did go on a couple of um, holidays abroad when I got older um, because my sisters then didn't come with us. So my mum and dad just had to pay for the three of us to go. So we went on a couple then and I genuinely don't really remember them. <laughs> but I, I know, I, I'm the same as you. Yeah, it's, it's so weird. I used to go to caravan parks with my grandparents. Did you always used to meet? I used to love not knowing who I was going to meet and used to always meet like a little gang yeah, of kids oh, yeah, and tell me yeah. your friends for like two weeks. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because my sisters are like 10 and 13 years older than me. So there was a point where they would come, but they were probably, well, they were way, way too cool to like hang out with me. So I would make, <laughs> I would make friends at the, the campsites and or the, well, the caravan park. And, and yeah, that they're the things that I remember the most. And, and that's what I kind of want to recreate with Sunny um, because me, I, 
and Ryan, my boyfriend, we were both speaking about this and he's the same. He remembers the camping holidays and, and yeah, stuff like that campsites. rather than the ones where you go abroad. I don't remember it's them. Mad, I don't know they were so fun. I mean, the difference is as well, obviously, I remember it used to be like fruit machines, arcades. I mean, now... And I haven't been back for camp. I must go to a park because yeah. my friends just bought a, 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 a caravan. But now it's like spa treatments, hot tubs. I mean, oh. it, they're like, they're, they don't, people don't know they're born now, do they, no, basically? Abs- yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like, Ho Seasons have, like, such a range of different um, places that you can go, different accommodation types. They have, like, you can you can stay on a boat. You can stay in a treehouse. Like, you don't have to stay oh in a typical God, caravan. I know, exactly. And I, and I think, like... There's something for everyone. There's so many different activities that you can do. And especially for me, I want to go somewhere where I can go to a spa or get in a hot tub. Get in a hot tub with like a glass of Prosecco or something. That would be nice. <laughs> Amazing. And that's yeah. what you can why do. Ryan, why places. Ryan takes the little ones to play all day. Yeah, they the can tub, just like glass. play football or something outside. I'll just <laughs> yeah. stay in a hot tub. That's fine by me. And what's it like being a mum? What was it like your first holiday? Is it kind of, is it amazing watching your kid kind of just have so much fun? I mean, I, I know he's well, it's only very young at the moment. Yeah, so, he's, he's, yeah but, so we went on our first kind of holiday. We went to Wales and we actually stayed um, at a holiday park that was like a lodge and it had a hot tub. And um, yeah, it was just, it was really, really nice. Um, we just kind of like went on walks. We explored that like, there was a tiny little village, um, not very much there just like a pub and a post office um and we went in the pub and we were with like ryan's sister and his cousin and their partners and we went to the pub they were like drinking i was still breastfeeding so i could not but um yes and it was just a really it was one of those like little breaks that we'll just remember forever as being like his first little holiday like with the family and it was so nice as well for them to spend that like proper quality time with him um so yeah i feel like we'll when we like get older and we look back, that'll be again one of those like nostalgic when he's, run, when he's running around causing havoc. Oh, we'll yeah. Look back to this one going, <laughs> yeah. oh, I remember yeah. when he couldn't do anything. Yeah. And you haven't then, you haven't ventured onto a plane because that must be the worst memory thinking of the first plane. Have you done a plane we ride? We have, yet? we have actually. Yeah, we did. And um, whilst Ryan has been off, we've, we have been abroad, but honestly, it's so, it is so stressful. It's so stressful. I can't imagine. Oh, no, uh, yeah, just I like, because I think going to the, an airport anyway is stressful, but going to an airport with a baby when you have to like you, you have to think about the pram and like all the milk and like all that stuff and, and that is really stressful I would much and probably as well you become the person that no one wants to sit next to as well yeah like you you <laughs> get that like I know it's so bad but you get this like anxiety when you get on the plane because you just think if this child screams this whole way I, I know everybody's <laughs> gonna hate us I know they are because no I would be like that I'd be thinking that kid won't stop screaming but like oh it is you get he was really good though but you do get anxiety about that that's oh, that's why God, he was good stay in the yeah UK. uk is great stay in and the UK. Um, ho seasons this brilliant research says 33 percent of us have an embarrassing story to tell so mm. have you got an embarrassing I've, I've been trying to wrap my brains i feel like i don't story. have like embarrassing stories but i have like particular stories that i do remember like that have really stuck out to me i remember we went to skipton castle um which was near sort of where our the caravan that we used to go to was and um i I remember I was probably like not I was acting up I was I was quite feral and um I put my foot through one of the like crossbow section things of the castle I don't know what they're called and um I got my foot completely stuck 
um, in there. Oh they God. had to like get people to come and help because I, I couldn't get my foot out. I don't know how I got it in there in the first place, but they had to like take my shoe off and somehow like drop it. I can't really remember properly, but yeah, I do remember that. And I remember it being like a whole palaver and all these people were watching us because my foot was stuck and I was screaming. Um, so yeah. That's probably one. That's probably about it. But yeah, I can't really remember one. I do remember getting my lace caught in the top of an escalator and falling over. My oh. I fell so badly that they couldn't like just take the shoe off. So the whole escalator and the whole shopping centre in Clacton, where we used to go to the caravan park, came to a stop. But anyway, we're going to talk more holiday memories um, in a bit. But let's get to Corrie. Yes. Because um, you landed the role, and I remember this. I'm sure everyone remembers it. In a very strange way, you've gone for an audition. Yeah. Someone else got the part. Then... It got revealed they lied about their age. Yeah. Why on earth you would do that when it's yeah. a national television program? Oh, You're know. going to be found out, people. Um, so then what happened? Did you just get a call going, we're sorry that you didn't get it, but now you've got it? Yeah, well, it was really weird because, um, I mean, I was only like eight, I, I was 18 at the time when I was auditioning. So I kind of was forced to do the first audition. I hadn't, um, I, I kept saying I didn't want to do it. And then the dance school that I went to, the principal of that was like, no, go, you need to go. Like, you have to go. So I have everything to thank her for but anyway so I went and um it was just like an uh, like a a read through that they filmed with the casting director that was it and then I ended up getting the call back and we went and it was like a um workshop with all of the other people that were auditioning for Bethany and then it was a screen test and you know as you get like further down I was like people were like oh my sister Rachel was convinced she was like you've got it I know you've got it and I was like don't say that to me and then anyway then I got the call that I didn't get it. Um, and it was really interesting, actually, because the agency that I was with at the time, well, I hadn't signed with them yet, but they were obviously willing to sign me once I had got, if I got the part. But then when I didn't get the part, they were like, oh, you'll have to like audition to basically be in our agency. And then they um, then got the call that I had got the part because the other girl had obviously lied about her age, so they'd taken it off her. And then, so then I signed with this agency and I, and I ended up, get going on it but yeah my, my sister really held on to the fact that she she was convinced even when oh, I've wow, been told that you, it was yours yeah she went when I've been told because it all sort of started circulating on Twitter I think that that she, I think maybe her Twitter handle had like 87 in it so then people were like oh is that like her date of birth I don't know how it happened anyway I think she she was obviously just advised poorly by the agent that she was with at the time but then um yeah so it all started circulating online and my sister was like you're going to get it. You've definitely got it. <laughs> and I was like, what? No, that like, that's when, when does that ever happen? Like that never ever happens. And um, yeah, I got a call and I got the part. And it was like, I think even though it's the weirdest way, I feel like, and this is so cringe and cliche, but I feel like that just shows sort of like everything does happen for a reason. And Oh, and, totally. And like, everything in life happens for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and you know, it was meant to be. What's meant to be, what's meant to be. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And what was it like getting that first big rejection? Because like you said, and for people listening who don't know, you normally go to an audition. Then if it's a big part, you go to another one. Then you screen test with real, with real actors with yeah. real you know characters from the show yeah with cameras on set which yeah. i've done directed some of those and they're so nerve-wracking you can oh, see they're people. horrible yeah. and you can tell that by then people are so invested because they've come so you know this yeah. is probably a couple of months down the line so was it a really big punch to the stomach when that first no came yeah i think i remember i do remember because obviously i'd never ever done anything like that before i'd recently like just before this i'd auditioned to go to london to do like musical theater to go to like arts ed or mount view and stuff and i'd only been 
been offered foundation courses, which at the time, and I know they definitely will be now, were so expensive. And my mum and dad like couldn't afford. My, they were talking about like remortgaging the house and stuff to be able to send me to do this foundation course. So I ended up being like, no, if it's not meant to be, that's not what is going to happen. And then obviously I started auditioning for, so I'd had that kind of rejection of thinking like, oh, I don't know, this is all I've ever known. I don't know what I'm going to do if I don't do this sort of career. Um and then obviously when I auditioned for that and then I got the no, I remember being, I was like fully gutted, like really, really gutted because it felt like it had kind of gone back and I was a bit like, oh, I'm back to square one again. Like, what am I now going to do? Like, I don't have any sort of plan yeah. um, or any kind of other career options. Like, I wasn't like really clever or had like any other option for me basically because that was all I'd done growing up and um yeah so I remember we went we actually my mum and dad took me to McDonald's <laughs> I was I was like Perfect. 18 I mean, yeah. sat yeah. at McDonald's yeah. like oh um, and we were just talking about it and talking about the stuff that I could maybe do instead and having to like try and decide that and then so yeah so then when I got told that I did have the part it was like Oh, okay, wow, this is unbelievable. I wish I hadn't have had that McDonald's. Yeah, yeah it's going <laughs> to make, make £10 on my face. <laughs> and then what was it like joining? Because you obviously joined as well, and you joined the Platt family, which mm. is obviously one of the most renowned soap families. I mean, when I first met with Helen Worthy, played Gail, I kind of was didn't know what to say. Oh, and yeah. C. Nichols, who plays Audrey, mm. who's also a legend. I mean, was it nerve-wracking walking into a family like that? Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, I remember my first day. So you kind of, you obviously you will know, but you, you, you kind of have a day where they sort of show you around. Um, and I remember Caroline, who's like the, the cast liaison, she um, took me around and I had like a whole tour. I'm out with the producer and stuff like that. I got shown to my dressing room and, and I wasn't actually working this day, but it was just time to get like a feel of the place. And then I remember Caroline like took me to the canteen and was like, oh, you can get some lunch. Like just go and like sit down. And she just left me. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what the hell am I supposed to do? So I, I went and I got a soup in like a little cup because I didn't know what else to get. I was too scared to get like anything major, like a meal or anything. So I just got a little soup and I went and sat down and then Helen Worth came and sat next to me and was like, hello, we were like having a chat and I was texting my mum separately being like, oh my God, I'm sat next to Gail Platt having a soup. This is so embarrassing. Um, and yeah, and I, re I remember as well when, when I first started, obviously everyone is so lovely and they're so welcoming. My first scenes were with... Um, Samia who plays Maria and um Sue who plays Audrey and it was in the salon um and yeah obviously the two loveliest so surreal. yeah two loveliest people that you could be put with but yeah so scary and I remember for like the first six months I basically didn't come out of my dressing room because I was just so like I was only 19 and I was just I was so nervous and I didn't want to like go in the green room and go and sit and like talk to anyone and I was so scared <laughs> and um Tisha at the who was there at the time um she used to take me and be like come on come and sit in, in the green room so I'd only ever go if Tisha was in and she would take me into the green room and then obviously eventually I was absolutely fine I but... know because it's weird isn't it on soap there's like those different it's like you've got your dressing room areas then you've got like the canteen where everyone hangs out you've got mm. set which is obviously professional and people come and do line runs and then the green room which is kind of just like a common room at school do you yeah, know what I mean it's like yeah. everyone talking yeah. gossip and it's yeah. you've got all these different weird pockets that you have to adjust to yeah yeah and then obviously I used to then 
then go to the office as well, which is very quiet and very yeah, professional. Yeah, I used to um, I, I used to like going to makeup actually because I felt like I felt quite safe in there. Not that I wasn't safe anywhere else, but I, when I first started, I felt like right, I can really like talk to to these and and, and the makeup girls make you feel like very like calm and chilled. Um, but yeah, um, it's just it's just crazy. And then but then eventually, I I really like sort of found my feet, and I think and I think it was quite good that I had that sort of period where I was really nervous I didn't just come in and be like this big character I am yeah (laughs) like everybody's like who are you um (laughs) so yeah I think it kind of made my relationships quite organic and and um yeah yeah and it is like I mean it is like family and the plats are I mean the just Jack and everyone, they're so brilliant, aren't they? Yeah. And then obviously you, um, well, what I loved, I read that she, obviously Bethany was a wild child who did a lot of the things she did to get a reaction. But I like the fact that she was, or you were described by one critic when you joined as a re- reincarnation of Joan Rivers, only with a Mancunian accent. <laughs> I mean, what, uh, that's like phrase indeed. <laughs> I know. I do actually remember that. I, I remember, I think somebody uh, like sent or, or somebody I don't know whether they printed it or it was on it was in like a paper or something and they cut it out and gave it to my nana and my nana kept it in a in a bag in a um, that she carried around with her and obviously whenever she had conversations she'd just pull out this oh wow amazing Joan Rivers did you ever watch Joan Rivers no no actually but great compliment though yeah, it's absolutely amazing. And then, um, obviously, so many storylines you're involved in. The biggest one being the grooming and sexual exploitation storyline. I mean, yeah. when that happens, I mean, soaps, obviously, as we know, amazing mm-hmm. at dealing with issue-related things. Yeah. How did that kind of come about? Did they kind of get you up and, and kind of say, right, this is what we're planning? Yeah, so the, the producer at the time was Kate Oates, and she um, kind of, it, it sort of started with, um, I don't think they knew how the story was going to play out, but it started with... With Bethany being bullied so she had like a bit of a confidence um issue and then um she started taking diet pills and um that's kind of how it began so it was kind of it the whole premise of it was like um people were sort of chipping away at sort of Bethany's confidence and the way that she was and um then it made it easier to bring in Nathan, who was the character that ended up grooming Bethany, um, to sort of make Bethany feel like she was amazing. And um, yeah, because she was obviously quite vulnerable at the time. So yeah, I remember Kate told me about it and sort of said how she thought the story was going to play out. But as you know, obviously, things change and, and, age, and yeah. yeah a lot and I, and then when I think when they fully decided like right we're gonna really go in with this sort of grooming storyline they brought me up again and really talked about how the story was going to play out and that Bethany was always going to get justice and and they wanted that for um survivors of sort of the, um, sexual exploitation and grooming they wanted there to be an outcome and I remember we we met with um like the NSPCC and different um charities and we actually met with a girl who um had experienced something extremely similar um and she did quite a lot of work now like talking like with the NSPCC to make people aware of like the dangers of of um this sort of thing and um I remember Kate Oates actually specifically asked her if because quite a lot of the time people don't get 
found guilty because it's very hard to, to prove, um, prove yeah. it. Yeah. So, but she, so she, Kate Oates asked her if she wanted us to play it as real life and make it so that he doesn't get justice and or whether she wanted them to um him to be found out and it, to go to prison um and she wanted there to be justice because then obviously for people that are watching if they were going through something similar there's a good outcome at the end of it and it's more likely to get them to speak out so um so yeah all the time we were in conversation um like with I was obviously in conversation with the producer and all of the different charities that we uh, worked with and did you get a, what was the reaction like? Because these they cause huge reactions, don't they, from the audience? Yeah. I mean, did did a lot of girls suddenly start getting in contact with you? Yeah, or? You, yeah, they did, and and I, and it was quite a lot of like I didn't really expect it. I knew that obviously some people would be able to relate, but I didn't really realize how many people. Not even just the grooming storyline, but just sort of like you know she was she was raped and and all that kind yeah. of. And and I think that they also. Um, a lot of people contacted me to say that they related to and it was quite it's obviously quite shocking and um uh, people will come up to me in the street and as well and say that you know that they had experienced something similar so um yeah uh it's, it, it's when you kind of realize isn't it because when i've done issue based stories it's when you realize that the job actually you do in soap is really important and yeah. how the effect it has because you kind of it's that thing there's not many jobs like that that you get that instant connection to people yeah. and you realize that what you're doing is so important as yeah. well how you're playing stuff did you feel that weight of like it's a bit of a burden I suppose as well as well as being amazing yeah yeah I suppose the main thing was like we wanted to get the story right and I didn't want people to um watch it and think like I don't know like I didn't do nothing a, like yeah what it's or like, like I didn't yeah. do it justice or I was a bit rubbish or whatever so I really it was really important like for me and for also for the other characters that were involved in the story to to get it right and to do it justice and to get it as right as possible so yeah it was quite a big um it was a big thing and it was um, a lot of pressure. And, and at the time as well, I was only like 21, maybe 21, 22 when we were well, 21. Yeah. When we were filming that. So like looking back now, it's a bit like I'm nearly 28, but it, it feels like, um, like I look at 21 year olds and think that they're really young. Like I think you are yeah. really young when you're 21. So um, yeah, I feel like I, I didn't give myself enough credit for the fact that I was so young and I was able to like just do, do that. that. And yeah. obviously you won the best actress at the Inside Soap Awards, uh, two um, awards at the Soap Awards and the NTA, which is a really hard one to win. Yeah, That must have been kind of like, wow, what's happening? I mean, it must have been amazing. Yes. Um, and also, I, is it what's it like being a cast member in something and then suddenly you win everything? Do you feel a little bit like, oh, God, it's yeah, just me winning? It, yeah, it, it was a little bit, especially at the Soap Awards because um, I won a couple. So I felt like, I felt like a bit ridiculous I don't know I just felt embarrassed I was like oh god I'm getting up again um like a bit, like I was like really big-headed like oh yes give yeah me no I know because Michelle um, Keegan used to always say that when she wanted me and she's like oh for god's sake yeah, I was so just, embarrassed yeah I also um I get quite like a bit like oh god um about things <laughs> anyway so um yeah I do remember feeling like that but obviously amazing and amazing um, yeah so yeah. happy that I, like I 
did and win. Obviously, totally well deserved. It was there was only one winner. And um, I mean, would you? Why then? I mean, obviously, you were riding so high. The character mm. was probably one of the biggest characters in the show. And then you decided to leave. Yes. What was? Uh, yeah, which is. <laughs> you know often the way to do it to be yeah. honest well, before you before you end up just ordering a orange juice in the pub for like seven weeks do yeah. you know what i mean yeah i mean like obviously i had been advised obviously like from my agent that i was with at the time and also just kind of where i was like in my life i, I felt like i'd been there for five years and obviously i'd done a lot of amazing storylines and then I kind of knew that it would probably sort of tail off a little bit and if I stayed I would have like a couple of years or a year or so where I maybe wasn't doing very much um and I, I think that just kind of happens you can't just get storyline after storyline no, no. otherwise you would be yeah, otherwise the rest of the cast would hate you <laughs> yeah and no, I don't do not want that um so I made the decision to leave basically based on the fact that I just wanted to have like new opportunities and see what was out there but the problem for me that I had was that um, I left in January 2020 and we went into a global lockdown in March 2020. So it was possibly the worst timing but then I was actually speaking to somebody yesterday like about this um, and we were saying that it was bad timing. Like, if you look at it on paper, you'd be like, oh, my <laughs> yeah, God. Because you could have been paid for a couple of years. Yeah, and... that was just the worst <laughs> possible timing ever. And um, But then again, I've had lots of life changes yes, in the three yeah. years. So um, I feel like even though... I and have... like we said earlier, everything happens for a reason. Exactly. So it was um, so yeah. And, I, you know, I have I have done things. I've, I've done um, different shows. I did... Um, Tom Jones uh, a couple of years ago that came out. Yes, recently. and you did an audio horror series, which yeah. was really interesting yes. as well. Yeah, so I, I have done other things. I did Don't Rock the Boat as well, which was like a reality thing, which was um, which was awful but really good. Um, you and did also musicals where you got to, yeah. to do your dream. You sang a musical song, Don't Cry for Me, Argentina, just yeah. that little song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I have, I have done stuff, but the main things I feel like if I hadn't have left, I would have maybe been stuck in situations that I didn't particularly want to be in and like now I just feel like very like peaceful and happy I've got a baby and um, a nice yeah. boyfriend and a nice little life so um, yeah and who knows and would you would you ever consider going back obviously the door's open isn't it um, yeah I mean yeah I would obviously like you never say never to um, to that but we'll just have to wait and see you know who knows have to wait and see right well let's end with going back to holidays host seasons are done because we're in holiday season yeah actually I'm going to not lie to the audience we're recording this just before August and the weather's been absolutely terrible so it I'm has. trying to I'm looking out the window as I speak to you mustering the energy to pretend it's sunny but it will be it will I'm guaranteeing when you're listening to this out there yeah it'll be so hot that you will be in your boxer shorts or your <laughs> um, but the, I love these um these statistics of the best holiday memories so uh, we've got at the bottom started like a chart at the bottom donkey rides 12 percent i'm kind i remember going on donkey rides on i think on blackpool beach and yeah. now i'm kind of a bit like oh they're probably quite probably these donkeys don't want us on their back <laughs> I know, day. yeah i know <laughs> poor little donkeys but i know i suppose it, if you're a kid a little kid it's yeah fine, I, think, I mean probably. i couldn't go on a donkey right now at the age of 27 that would be weird but uh, Sonny can go on a donkey. And yeah, they do they still have donkeys on Blackpool Beach? Do you know what? I actually, I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like 
surely they have everything else because they've always they have the um like horse and carriages all lined yeah. up yeah so they're, they're you know what the donkeys. world is so red tape now that you probably have to like sign uh, like forms and yeah. NDAs and stuff before you even get on one yeah um because uh, otherwise yeah or do an intimacy coordinator before you get on the donkey. Uh, sending <laughs> postcards, 17%. I mean, that I miss because actually, do we still send that? I'm trying to think if I still send a postcard. No, I don't think I, I do. Don't, no. You know. I don't, but I do remember. I remember like what you used to go and like um, when we used to go to this caravan, like the shops and they'd have those like things that spin and there was all different yeah, they're amazing. postcards yeah. with all different pictures of Kirby and Lonsdale. And some of them have been there for like 30 years. Yeah. All crusted. Yeah. And, then, yeah. and then whoever you send it to gets it like the day before you get back. Yeah. Yeah. Like miss <laughs> you so much and now I'm home. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, then we've got building sandcastles, 24%. I don't think I was ever a building sandcastles boy, actually. I used to like burying people in the sand. Yeah, I yeah, we used to do the same thing. We used to dig like really, really big holes in the sand. See, basically, I think I, I remember doing this with like my cousin, but like digging a hole like in the sand as big as you can and trying to see whether we could dig to like the middle of the earth. <laughs> I remember us being like, oh, I wonder if we like dig and so giving much. And giving up in like five minutes. Yeah, we dig so much, we might get to like Japan or something really weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thank God. Or you might actually find like something you never want to find. Yeah. Might have been the actual truth. <laughs> yeah. um, then amusement arcades, 28%. Yeah. I still oh, love amusement I arcades. I love an amusement arcade. Do you know the game that you put, I think it's like 10p ago and there's lots of horses and you oh, have to bet yeah, them yeah, on the yeah. horse and then they race along. Yeah, oh, that's a good the one. the best thing in the world. We went recently um, because it was my sister's birthday we got like a little beach hut um chalet thing and um we went to the arcades in saint anne's and we just were on the 2p machines like all day i won two key rings and it was like Amazing. it was like i'd won like the lottery i was like oh my god i've won two key yeah rings. yeah i um, won a packet of refreshers in runswick bay recently and literally thought i'd won the lottery yeah. I, I was actually standing in queue kind of going wow look what I've won yeah I six tickets I know yeah I, we were the same yeah we added all our tickets together and we ended up ha- I think we had like 200 and something we got a lot of t- we were there all day I mean it was raining so we, we <laughs> yeah, were there wow. all day and um yeah we we all the kids like decided what they wanted to get because we had 240 something tickets they got a set we, we were like well let's get something that we can all do so we got like a dominoes set to play dominoes because we had to go back into our hut when it was and it was obviously raining so we needed something indoorsy and um then they got loads of sweets and shared it between them but yeah they absolutely loved it but i did as well i felt like my dad was walking around the arcade just with sunny in the pram i completely abandoned them i was just on the tp machine like, yeah yeah all yeah day. i get quite obsessed yeah and then at number one was fish and chips obviously oh, yeah. i mean i might have fish and chips today 30 percent of people that's their favorite holiday memory well listen it's been amazing talking about holiday memories. Go and stay at our host seasons. Yes, I mean, why not 100%. this summer? They've got a sale um, on as well at the moment. They've got oh, well, I mean, you can't, you can't do better. I Go know. and send postcards, ride a donkey, yes. build a sandcastle and eat yeah. fish and chips till you're really fat Absolutely. Uh, this summer. Uh, it's been amazing to have you on Soap for the Box. Thanks, Lucy. Thank you so much for having me. It's been lovely to chat. And we can't wait to see what you're up to next. Oh, Watch this space. I know. Yes. Exciting. All right. Well, take care. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to Lucy Fallon for joining me. And we can't wait for her return. Apparently, she is back on our screens on ITV in Coronation Street after 
Christmas. We cannot wait for that. I will be back later this week with another Pop From The Box special. One of Blazing Squad joins me. Very exciting. I'll be back next Monday with a very special guest on Soap From The Box. Enjoy your week. And remember, there are over 80 episodes of Soap From The Box and Pop From The Box to listen to right now wherever you download your podcast. So get a cup of tea, get some cake, sit back and enjoy. Enjoy. 